Welcome to the Panine Halacha podcast. Zmanim, Chapter 4, Yom Atzmut, as well as Yom Yerushalayim and Yom Azikaron. Section 12, Yom Azikaron, Memorial Day for the Fallen Soldiers of Sahal, the Israeli Defense Forces. From a halachic standpoint, there is no need to institute a general memorial day for the holy soldiers who were killed in battle. Rather, one should do what the Jewish people do for anyone who has passed away. On the anniversary of their death, that is, on their yort site, a memorial prayer is said, and the, and the deceased's children or relatives say Kaddish, study Torah, and give charity to elevate their loved one's soul. Those who are more meticulous hold memorial service and organize Torah lectures to elevate the deceased's soul. We have fought many wars throughout our long history, often losing more soldiers in one war than than Sahal has lost in all of its battles put together. Nevertheless, we do not find that our sages ever instituted a memorial day for those killed in battle. When we won, we celebrated, and when we lost, we mourned individually. The only battle for which the sages instituted public mourning in the form of slichos prayers and fast days is over the destruction of Jerusalem and the Beis Hamikdash, which was a spiritual and national catastrophe for the Jews. Indeed, the Chorban, the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, is the source of all the troubles, all the evil decrees, and all the bloodshed that our nation has suffered throughout the exile. Even the fast of Gedalia was, institution, was instituted in commemoration of the Chorban, not because Gedalia was such a great tzaddik that all of Israel needs to mourn his death nationally. Rather, his assassination extinguished the last ember of hope for the Jews who remained in the land after the destruction of the first temple. Moreover, just a few years before the state of Israel was born, six million Jews were murdered in a dreadfully cruel manner. They are our brothers and sisters, no less than the Israeli soldiers who fell in battle. And they total more than 300 times the number of soldiers who have died in all of Israel's wars. How then can we establish a day of mourning for the soldiers on the same scale as for the six million? Rather, if there is any allowance for a memorial day, it is on condition that we dedicate the day to educating the public about the essence and purpose of the Jewish nation and about the value of self-sacrifice for Klal Yisrael, for the people Israel. Many people mistakenly believe that the more we bow our heads in grief and portray our pain over the fallen soldiers in somber hues, the more we honor their memories. The opposite, however, is true. We should view the slain as holy souls, whose entire lives were refined and sanctified through their self-sacrifice for the people and land of Israel. About such heroes, Chazal say in Psachim, No one can dwell in the section of Gan Eden, the section of the Garden of Eden, where those who were killed by the kingdom dwell. A non-believer thinks that these people are dead in comparison with the living but a believing Jew knows that they are more alive than all the rest. They died young in this world, but they are very much alive in the everlasting world, the world to come. They are much more alive than we are. They are holy, and our sages say, what is holy exists forever. By giving their lives in sanctification of God's name, they rose above the personal existence of an individual Jew to the comprehensive level of the holiness of Klal Yisrael. 
by sacrificing their lives for Claudius Yisrael. They were elevated to the stature of Claudius Yisrael, and they are more connected to Akadosh Baruch Hu, the source of life, God. Therefore, they added great light and blessing in both the world of truth and this world when they died. Moreover, we live here in the land of Israel today in their merit, and all of our accomplishments belong to them. Sadly, people with little faith, who do not understand the Claw Yisrael's past and ongoing mission, have seized control of the state of Israel's media and cultural life. In the beginning, the secularists still had an inkling of what Judaism was all about, based on what they heard in their parents' home. But over time, their alienation from Torah values took its toll, and they turned Yom HaZikaron into a day of weakness and defeatism. Instead of honoring the holy memories of the fallen, trying to understand the essence of Am Yisrael, the nation of Israel, and investing meaning into the soldier's self-sacrifice, they instead emphasize the pain, despair, and destruction, portraying the deaths of these soldiers as meaningless. They appear to be honoring the fallen, but in reality, there is no greater affront to the honor of these holy souls than the inappropriate character that these people have attached to Yom Zikaron, the fundamental flaw being a disregard for the sacred Jewish national destiny of Klal Yisrael, the people Israel, for whose sake the soldiers sacrificed their lives. If we do nonetheless observe Yom Zikaron, we must underscore the soldiers' self-sacrifice in sanctifying God's name. We must emphasize how they demonstrated to us that the prophecy of the ingathering of the exiles and the rebirth of the Jewish nation in its ancient homeland is so great that it's worthwhile to give up one's life in this world for its sake. This will strengthen us and inspire us to follow their lead. The children we bear and raise exist in their merit. The settlements we establish flourish because of them. The Torah we learn is theirs. The ethical Jewish society we want to build here, as the prophets foretold, is theirs also. If we remember this and exert a great deal of effort, we will be able to continue in their path, the path of self-sacrifice for Klal Yisrael. Then we will truly honor them as holy and pure souls, illuminating and shining like the glow of the heavens. This is also what we must say to the bereaved families in whose midst these holy warriors sprouted. Do not surrender to death. Continue to live by their strength. Do not bow your heads. Rather, stand up straight and tall in their honor. Lift your eyes beyond the ordinary horizon and look towards the vision of the redemption and the end of days. And even if there are tears in your eyes, let them be tears of grandeur. To summarize, there is no precedent in Jewish law or tradition for a national day of mourning for fallen soldiers. Indeed, it would be wrong to treat their loss of life as somehow more worthy of our national attention and respect than that of our other Jewish brothers and sisters, for example, those who were murdered in the Holocaust. Rather, individual deceased soldiers should be fully honored and mourned on their individual Yortzeit days. As such, a day like Yom HaZikaron can only be justified if we use it not for the sake of mourning itself, but to use that mourning and that focused attention to educate the public about the essence and purpose of the Jewish nation and about the value of self-sacrifice for Klal Yisrael, the people Israel. 
we should relate to the fallen as righteous people who died for a valuable Torah cause, defending the Jewish people and settling the land of Israel. And we should honor their lives by focusing on the values that they teach us. There is so much to say and so much to learn from them if we use Yom HaZikaron in this way. Sadly, secular Israeli culture has turned the day into one centered on grief and on mourning, emphasizing individuals' pain and despair, and even portraying the deaths of these soldiers as meaningless. Of course, it should go without saying that the customs of individual mourning fully apply to fallen soldiers, and their families and friends should of course mark and mourn and even grieve these deaths on the relevant Yortzeit date. But that should not be the role of a national holiday with no precedent in Jewish tradition. Two notes from me, one on the ambiguous halachic status of Yom HaZikaron, and one on the tone and tenor of this section. First, the Panini Halacha really doesn't like that there is no precedent for Yom HaZikaron, and he strongly implies that if it was up to him, there wouldn't be such a day at all. This is a notable contrast, of course, to Yom Ha'atzma'ut, which, he has shown, firmly fits into precedence for how to commemorate national miracles. But at the same time, the Panini Halacha doesn't here state what technical violation one would transgress by commemorating Yom HaZikaron. I think that's intentional. He doesn't think that there is a technical violation. So what do you do with a holiday that, on the one hand, doesn't fit into the pre-existing framework of halacha and tradition, but on the other hand, doesn't contain any specific violation? The Panini Halacha's answer is, you see what kind of values people are, are espousing on that day. If the day leads to mitzvah values, settling the land, sanctifying God's name, sacrificing one's life in those few realms in which halacha mandates it, great. But if the day doesn't lead to that, it should be abandoned. Second, Rav Malamed, the author of the Panini Halacha, feels incredibly strongly about this issue, and that comes out. As a religious Zionist, a holiday commemorating Zionism's heroes is his home turf. But when he looks at the current Israeli reality, turns out his turf is on fire. The whole theme and structure of the day is going wrong and emphasizing the wrong values, and the Zionist pride that was shared by secular and religious even but one generation before is slipping away. He has a lot to say about this, and he says it clearly. It's almost a sermon, and he borrows poetically from the language of the El Malay Rachamim, the memorial prayer, as well as from other moving pieces from our liturgy. This is some of the strongest, harshest, and also most inspired writing in the entire Panine Halacha. The Panine Halacha podcast provides English audio of Panine Halacha, an exceptional work of Halacha by Rav Eliezer Malamed Shlita. The English translation was overseen by Ellie Fisher and Corin Publishers. These texts are available for free online, and beautiful printed volumes are available for purchase. The summaries and reflections are from me, Ben Greenfield, rabbi of the Greenpoint Shoal in New York City. I occasionally make subtle changes to the original translation, often for clarity, sometimes by mistake.